Counselor Accents Podcast. Two school counselors who love their jobs. Oh, and they happen to have Southern accents too. Bless their hearts. I'm Laura Rancourt. And I am Kim Crombley. And together we are Counselor Accents. We have a very dear friend with us. It's It is such a treat to get to have Dr. Maureen Stewart with us. And Kim, I would like it if you would call her Dr. Stewart throughout this podcast. Uh, She literally just texted me and said, you, that you needed to call her doctor, but we were closer. (laughs) Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. Hi, you too. It's always so great to see you. And you just both make me smile, laugh. I just am so honored to be with you right now. Well, let me just say we love you and I really really mean that we love you when we see you just are the kind of person that makes everybody feel good that's around you so I cannot imagine having you as a professor but you we just love and she's kind of our boss yeah, not really. Not even. Like I'm, the, I'm like the pushover boss, right? <laughs> and she is one. Of, it doesn't matter what stupid thing that we do, and we have done a lot. You we too. do a lot. No, <laughs> I can't imagine the two of you. So sweet. Well, we I just have love to you. Tell you, I was. You were with me a few weeks ago because I was in Vermont teaching my grad students in a class called internship, which I know we're gonna talk a little bit about. And I have to tell you, one of my students, you joined my class last year via Zoom at Northern Vermont University. And you spoke with my fieldwork students, which is the practicum prior to internship. Lo and behold, now I'm actually face-to-face. I was in person with my students, which was just fantastic at the end of August. And one of them was talking about both of you because she follows you on Facebook and she listens to your podcast. I'm like, yes, you got to keep it. So you are hitting, you are continuing to reach the rural pockets of Vermont, which I'm so thankful for. So I'm like, oh, how exciting. Yeah. I love that. And you brought up internship. And I think it's so interesting because out of all of the things that we've talked about, internship is the number one most requested topic. And we've never done this topic. And we wanted to make it relevant to not only counselors that are going into the profession, but also veteran counselors. And we knew that you were the person for this job because just like you said, you do teach uh, courses at Northern Vermont University. And yep. right now it just so happens internship is one of the courses that you're working on. There so we, it's perfect. we didn't know. even know that. We just knew you were the. We were just like, well, we've got to talk to Maureen and get some more. Yeah. Get, yeah. Go to the resource on this, the source, because um, it is, it like Laura said, we, we, we just need some insight. So um, that's what we wanted to talk to you about is, is helping uh, our listeners that may be going into internship. Um, but what is, uh, first of all, is there anything that you, that we've not said about you that you'd like to say about yourself? You are, with, uh, tell us about a little bit more about yourself. Okay, well, so I am, I'm currently in Colorado, but I am teaching in Vermont. Um, You know, the pandemic was a situation where I started with Northern Vermont University last year. And because of the pandemic, I was teaching my classes through Zoom and it didn't make sense. Obviously it wasn't safe for us to travel there. So um, let's see, 
where do I begin? <laughs> um, you know, I did my undergrad and grad in New England. And then 25 years ago, we did move here to Colorado. And as I know you both with NC Wit, so obviously I've been with NC Wit for a number of years as a consultant. And then last year, well, let's see, 2020, I retired 26 years as a school counselor in four high schools, two in Vermont and two in Colorado. So this Vermont thing just keeps coming back. And yeah. for me to, to when the position, um, uh, became available, I felt like, oh, I'm going home. I'm going home to Vermont, which feels really good. I did my doctorate here in Colorado. My doctorate was in leadership and educational equity at University of Colorado, Denver. And my dissertation work was on social emotional learning initiatives and the role of the school counselor in two different elementary schools. So like all things education, all things school counseling. And, you know, I just love the profession. And I think about um, internship in particular, and that there is a need not only for students who are interns now or becoming interns to get some, um, to have some structure and some guidelines, but it's also important for the supervisors. We talk about supervision in counseling, and it's just as important for supervisors of interns to also have structure and guidance. And I think about, you know, ASCA, I just lean heavily on all things ASCA because there's a lot of material with ASCA in terms of supporting supervisors and supporting interns in this process of professional development. And, you know, so I kind of jumped from me back right back into internship, which is what I just love talking about. Um, and I think overall, it's, it's just like we're lifelong learners, right, as school counselors. And I that's what I love about the profession so much. So whether you're an intern just starting, or if you're someone who's taking on an intern, um, you know, I remember one of my colleagues at one of my high schools in a neighboring high school, she said, you know, it's our duty to have interns, our professional duty to take interns on, because I know sometimes people feel like, okay, my plate is full. I don't know if I have the bandwidth or I know I want to, I need the help, but there's a lot of responsibility that goes with having an intern in your school. And I appreciate that, um, you know, us may, asking those questions of ourselves, like, can I do this justice? Can I help develop this intern um, in a way that they'll be prepared with the skills to, to jump right into a school setting? But honestly, Kim and Laura, I mean, you tell me if you can think back to your internship experience and then, you know, where you are now, I know for me personally, I, there's every year there's growth every year I'm learning something new. So the internship is an opportunity I feel to, to learn, understand the policies and programs and the role of the school counselor but then to get that support around who can I go to when I have questions? Who can I seek out? Hopefully my site supervisor, but maybe there are other mentors along the way I can, I can reach out to. So tell me like what comes to your mind, both of you, when you think about your internship experience, when your first one, when you were an intern as a school counselor. Kim, go ahead. Tell about your internship. <laughs> What? Were you her supervisor, Laura? Oh, no. I, would. <laughs> I would really tear her up. I would love the opportunity to dog her if she were. Uh, you know, I really would need to just at some point 
write a book probably about my counseling uh, journey, but uh, part of that story would probably be not a lot of interning going on, not a lot of internship. It was more along, I don't know if I fell through a crack, but it was more along the lines of go see the school counselor where you're at. I never left my job where I was, which was especially a teacher at that time at the hospital. I mean, what about you, Laura? Well, I joke about you, but really mine wasn't that much better. Um, but I did, I did part of mine here in Alabama and then part in Tennessee. Um, and you know, part we had to do at an elementary or middle school and then the other part at a high school. So, um, I mean, I got my hours, but it wasn't like the real experience. Right. No supervisor. I never had a supervisor to visit or talk to me in person. It was just more like, you know, I had the people helping me at my school and they right. turned in my stuff. Right. So that's we are going to get our school counseling privileges revoked. I hope that you no, know. That no, no. I did the hours. Yes. It just was in a way that I didn't find what I, I didn't even know what to ask or what to do. Yeah. And, and things that you, and I think ASCA has, I know ASCA has recognized that supervisors need support. Yeah. yeah. There, there's, there's not a lot of coursework around being a supervisor of an intern. And so that's, there's a huge need. And then of course the interns, but I think also think about the skill set. you know, it's an internship is just that baseline preparation, but who, what, where can you, do you know how to find your answers? Do you know where to go to? And um, I think about when I was in Vermont back in August, teaching my in-person classes, you know, my, in the beginning of my career, I was a, you know, school counselor in two different high schools in Vermont. And I, you know, I'm 57 years old and I was, my mentors at the time were probably about my age now. And I had the opportunity to see them recently in Vermont. And these are two women, Nancy and Doris. And I tell you what got us through, what got me through, and it wasn't even an internship. It was my first year. It was humor. It was laughter. It was them finding you know, humor in the everyday nuances of situations. And I had the opportunity to have dinner with them. And, you know, they're in their mid seventies now. And they, we were talking about way back when we were all together in the high school and they were sharing stories about, you know, still different students that, do you remember this student? Do you remember that student? And you know, this profession, we make a difference and we don't even realize, I mean, I know we realize that, but sometimes just those small acts of walking down the hallway or greeting someone in the parking lot or answering that phone call or responding or just saying hello. And, and it was just, it was just really neat to be with them recently because they were my mentors. They were the two women that helped guide me in the beginning stages of my career as a school counselor. So it was after I got, after I earned my degree. And, and I think internship is just that springboard to hopefully landing the interview and then the first job. And then interns, be patient with yourself and be patient in the first few years and beyond because every year is a different year and every year has different issues that 
are presented. Your own internship, was it, I mean, you had the mentors. I think mentorship, when you were talking about that, I was just thinking school counselors, listen, find that mentor, even, even no matter what stage you're at, you know, have somebody that you bounce ideas off that's gone there before maybe, but, uh, how was your internship? Well, my internship was similar to yours. I, I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea what, you know, just give me anything. I would meet with some students individually. Yes, there was yeah. a little bit of guidance. And we used the term guidance in those days. And now yes. we don't use guidance yes. counselor anymore. We were, guidance, we, were, we were called guidance counselors. We were guidance. It was the guy. Now it's school counseling. So that's the other, you know, topic of, you know, we look at data, we make decisions, but yeah, my internship was just to get the experience of being in a school, understanding the culture and climate of a school and understanding generally speaking, um, generally speaking, what some of the issues that come to the school counseling office. But I think about, um, I I was asking my friends, mentors, when I saw them recently, you know, what I was asking them, like, what, what advice would you give to, to my interns who I'm now teaching? And they said, just, they need to hear the stories. They need to hear the kinds of situations and experiences that counselors have, what a typical day is like. They need to have someone talk to them about what it's like. To, and how do you do that? How do you do that in an hour session? Or you could go, there's so many stories. And I think that's what's super exciting about the profession also is that every day is a brand, you know, there's so many different challenges and we're problem solvers and, you know, we believe in education. And, but I think that mentorship is, so yeah, my internship, similar to yours, I, I don't remember hardly like where I was or what I was doing, but it's my early years in my career. And every year, all 26 years, you know, every year was always a learning year. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I, I even told my principal, you know, I'm your new school counselor. I'm your new guidance counselor back in the day. And I don't know what I'm doing. And thank heavens. He said, and I'm your principal and I, new principal. And I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> We've been together now for all these years. And we have both said we're neither one leaving, you know, yeah. uh, uh, without really good heads up to the other. Cause you know, it's kind of been a team thing coming in you together. Right. And you know what the other thing I remember, um, I don't know, I think I share with you both this app that's called Clubhouse. It's like a podcast kind of yes, app, yeah. whatever. And I was, I don't know if you've ever been on it, but you know, you can sort of raise your hand on the app and you can yeah. get kind of invited up to the top right. level or whatever. And I, I was out of my element. I don't even know what platform it was, but I was, I was really worried about my counseling students because here it was a pandemic and I was teaching through Zoom. I was teaching a lab one counseling class. And, the, and I said, you know, what can I tell any advice to give these grad students? And they said, and I, and of course it's common sense, keep working on your communication skills, keep working on networking and, and honing, fine tuning those communication skills. And that could be email, text, you know, your humor, Kim, with your principal. That was a bond that the two of you had because you knew you have that, I'm sure, you know, that connection. Yeah, Yeah. that's so good what you're talking about there with the communication. And Laura and I talk a lot about leadership and leadership styles and that be to be able to be a leader and yet to communicate uh, effectively um, 
and and how you how you communicate with others and and your attitude and you know oh. and, and also your servitude you know being being that servant leader like where I'm willing to I'm willing to uh, go that extra mile for you you know and and earn right. that respect so that communication is is huge right and trust yeah and there's also those skills. So I, I, I mean, I love working with my interns and, and also I'm sure it's where you are, but there's a huge need. The demand is tremendous for school counselors and clinical mental health counselors across the board. So all of my interns are in also in a unique position where they're actually full-time employees of the schools. They are on, you know, sort of provisional licensure. So they're, they're thrown right. So it's not just like the, you know, 600 hours or 300, they're full-time. And yeah. they're learning. So the support, they have the site supervisor. They have me. Um, once I am out there again in Vermont, which will be happening next week, it looks like, I do look forward to visiting each of my students at their school. And I said, all I want is a, a tour of your building. Initially, just an informal tour. Show me where the cafeteria is. Show me the library. Show me what it looks like. I want to see, like, get a sense. And then later on, we'll do that formal visit with their site supervisor. Because this the partnership between my role as the counselor educator at the university I need that super site supervisor. I need to be a partner with that site supervisor. So I know what kinds of needs each of the students, the schools have, so I can bring those into the classroom when we meet. Um, so, I mean, I think the students who are asking these questions of both of you, they're probably in a situation where they want to make the most of their internship or, or maybe even possibly find an internship. Are you, those the types of questions that you're getting or? Um, what sort of queries are going with internship in general? Well, a lot of what you're talking about, um, we've gotten some specific questions about when they start their internship, how do they bring value while still balancing the fact that they're new? A lot of questions about, well, let's just start there. How do they bring value to their site supervisor? Okay. Well, I think of some interns I have had in the past, and I think of one in particular who was, or one or two are my favorite, and one in particular, she helped come up with solutions to, I don't want to say simple issues, but issues that just had to do with operations, operational sides of things, such as how can we develop a system to get students to come into the postgrad center? Or how can we develop an organized system to help gather the data? So she took, she took the initiative. And so I think interns take the initiative, ask. And, and actually, I told my interns in my schools, please knock on my door and ask if you can come in because I might forget that you're hoping to be part of a you know, family meeting or individual or group meeting, because as school counselors, our days do fly by and we may forget that the intern is seeking that experience. So sort of pushing, not pushing, but really advocating for yourself saying, hey, do you mind if I sit in on this meeting? Oh, thank you for asking. Yes, I do want, is it okay, mom, dad, you know, student permission? Yes, absolutely. So take that initiative, don't be afraid to ask. Um, and look for 
opportunities that you can help solve some problems within the school counseling office. And it can be administrative, it can be, can I help gather the data on the last um, college information night? Would you like me to come up with a pre and post survey? Um, would you help, like me to help um, you know, get some of these students when I look at the attendance and meet with them individually? Because sometimes when we're the school counselor supervisor or just school counselor, we're just, we're also, our wheels are spinning. I was trying to, you know, we're trying to manage our own cases. So I think taking the initiative, trying to look for ways where you can um, develop your own sort of little project within the internship experience, because that's something that you'll bring to an interview in the future saying, well, I was an intern at this school. These are the types of activities I did. My deliverable is this is what I provided for that school experience. That's so don't true. be afraid to ask. Yeah. yeah, that's really good. That's such a good tip for both the intern and the site supervisor, because I can see like as a site supervisor, I wouldn't have absolute, I would never want to hurt anybody's feelings, but you do get caught up in your day and you can forget. And then you wouldn't want them to feel overlooked. So just asking right. to be a part of it. Right. Asking. I think that's good advice for new counselors too. If we can slip this in there for those um, meetings that might be happening at the school, just to ask your administrator, Hey, do you care if I'm a part of this? Right. Cause they may not think, Right. They may not think. And it's also that leadership side of school counseling that I think people, I think, you know, we're looked upon as leaders, uh -huh. but we're not in that traditional role of the principal or the assistant yeah. principal or so we are influential leaders and we do have a pulse on so many of the stakeholders, the students, the parents, yeah. the faculty, you know, so I just, that's what I love about the profession. It's like, just get involved with something, find a project, take the initiative. Um, the other thing is, oh my God, if I had a penny for every mistake I made, you know, <laughs> we all make mistakes and I try to share as many of the mistakes, maybe not the super embarrassing one. No, those are the best ones actually, but we all make mistakes. And yeah. I try to share with my students, these are some of the mistakes I made early, early on, or even later on in my career. And I, I'm sharing these stories because I, you know, I don't want to make that same mistake, you know, learn from what I did wrong and being aware. And so I think that self-awareness is important for all of us throughout our entire life career. I mean, as counselors, of course, yeah, we need to be self-aware, but no, we really do need to be self-aware of how we're coming across to others. Um, and what can we do to change if there is something to change? Um, That's really good. Cause we've had, we talk about, when we talk about leaders that um, uh, bull leadership type, and we have had, we have ran into to new counselors who, um, I don't know, maybe are, 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 should I say pushy? Is that, is that? They are pushy. It's like they're overcompensating for their newness, maybe. Yeah. And, and they're not self-aware that they're really rubbing people the wrong way instead of, they might have a great, and we have said this, we, the, the folks that we know that they really are, it's like they're, they're burning at, you know, people are just not responding to them and it's because they're coming on, um, 
too strong. I don't know. With too, yeah, I guess so. Too strong, and they're not self-aware that that's what's going on. And we're like, they're great. You know, you've got to be. You know, I don't know. We're, we're like confident enough to say we think you're doing great, but we can see that you are coming across to other folks. And how right. do you address that as a supervisor? Well, you? this is so. I'm going to show you. And I know you have access to this, but ASCA does have this making supervision work book. Okay. And it speaks directly that supervisors do need to have the framework to provide feedback just as much as the interns need to receive that feedback. And I think sometimes, you know, it can be difficult for people to, to be evaluators or of others. So building the confidence and in the supervision side of things. And so that's that partnership between my role and the site supervisor is like, there's, you know, a checklist and evaluation. These are the expectations we have for a student to become licensed as a school counselor. But part of it is critical that the site supervisor does provide feedback to the intern. Now, once someone's employed and then they're in that role, how often do we have possibly an administrator who is our evaluator? possibly someone who's an assistant principal or a principal who doesn't have that school. I don't know if either of you have a director of counseling who might be, you do, you we both do. do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you're fortunate. Because yeah, some... I, we have, I have, what, Laura and I both have, have learned from a really great lady. She's amazing. Good. Uh, yeah. Well, you're mentioning something else came to mind. Um, when I was at the airport, I just was looking for some reading material. And it's a book that just talks about like career, just general career development, just in a very general way, not school counseling specific. But there was a piece of it that you were mentioning before. It's like, we need to be politically savvy. It doesn't mean that we, we don't need to know about politics per se, but we need to know how to read and know who those influencers are and to become aware of those around us um, and know how to create buy-in. Those are, those are skills good. that take That's time. But and how do you teach that? I mean, it's like, it's, it's, it's really hard because, um, know. you know, I can see it sometimes with folks who've, who've observed me and I can see it that you're not, you know, you're not reading the room or you're not. And it's really hard to say. Yeah, it you is. Know, listen, you know, listen a little bit more and talk a little bit less. Yeah. And hard to say those things. Yeah. Answer this question. Why should I, as a school counselor, what will I gain from taking an intern? What do mm. I gain? I have learned so much from all of the interns that I've taken on because they've taught me anything from tech skills to Google, whatever forms to, for me to be reflective and self-aware of my own style. And, and when the interns would, you know, sit in and listen to a meeting I would have or sit in and observe or, help share in the class presentation, I learned from, I grew as a professional just by taking on the intern. So for me, whenever I've had the interns, I felt like it was a shot in the arm for me professionally, just to get that boost on, you know, we can come complacent and I could come complacent in my um, work. And so brings, you know, 
it was maybe challenging at times, time-wise, like the time scheduling of things. Yeah. Yeah. But the benefit of course, far outweighs, you know, any, um, commitment that goes into it. And it's also just working with future. We need counselors. We need school counselors. We need professional school counselors across the country. I mean, the demand is tremendous, not just in Vermont, but I'm sure it's in your state as well. It really is. I mean, we, yeah. And so, and it's important. And, um, and again, I think it's that I know the interns I've had, I've had, I have great relationships with them now and they're professional school counselors. And it's that, it's that continuing mentorship. So like, as I was speaking to the two, Nancy and Doris in Vermont, who are in their mid seventies, they're still my mentors. You know, I still connect with them. And that's what's so great about the profession. And what I love also, I have to tell you, I have almost 50% men, 50% women in my classes in the school counseling. Oh, that's great. So more, I'm a little surprised. Yeah, Yeah. I think, you know, men and all genders are looking at this as a a really viable career option where, you know, people can make a big difference in our young, our young students and with, and with families as well. Yeah. Um, So I don't know. I just, I just love the profession, but I think there's work that has to be done continuously, like just any kind of um, lifelong learning, ongoing professional development work. Like I know, you know, ASCA has those um, U university specialist certification programs. Those are fantastic. And for even um, current counselors, they can log on and develop, you know, get some CEU credits, which might obviously help them with their own personal advancement, say in salary, whatever. But it's also like, oh, I need to stay current on trends. And what's happening in education. Yeah. Yeah. So on a similar note, if you don't care, do I, for me to interject a question here, um, what about the supervisor that may be having some apprehension about bringing somebody in because maybe they don't remember all the theories and the theorists and um, they may not ascribe to a certain type of counseling. What would you say to that counselor? To the supervisor? Yeah, this is bad. Uh huh. Um, So there, it sounds like they might be apprehensive, or they may not be 100% aligned, or maybe it's been a while since they've been in school themselves, and they aren't quite sure they will have the skills to support a future counselor. Well, I I would say number one, give it a, a try, and also same thing, do what I did, try to find ways to develop professionally, to learn more, and and sort of turn the table. Okay, in turn, share with me what's happening. And that's how I first got into this. This is about, let's see, maybe uh, almost 10 years ago when I had interns um, in my school, this is prior to me working on my doctorate, prior to me teaching at another university in school counseling, I would ask them, what are you learning in your graduate program at your schools? Tell me what you're what you're learning. And they would share with me some of the theorists, some of the topics that the, the instructors like me were teaching in them. And that what is what motivated me to go back to school to then, uh, you know, you know, understand more of what are the students getting so I can not only support them in the school, but also be a part of it in the classroom side of things. But I think 
same thing, you know, to being part of members, you know, at being part of state organizations, having state um, serving on, you know, committees or boards, attending meetings, stay, get, stay involved with what's happening in your state and community because it's, it's important and it's going to help um, offer like a more quality, you know, school counseling comprehensive program overall if, if the supervisors are also staying current on trends. And Laura, I can see that kind of like companies coming over and you get your house in order. Uh-huh. I can see interns come and let me practice and freshen up. And oh, I think yeah. it would keep, I think that would be a big bonus is, is, uh, and I think it would be, you know, is, is for, for the, I'm speaking for listeners, but I would think that they would walk away going, I know. I know. It's exactly what happened. Kim, that's exactly what happened to me. So this is, you know, I was under that guidance counselor world, right, for many, many years. Yeah. And it was one of my interns a long time ago. And then she, I have to tell you, she was saying, there's this thing called ASCA. I'm like, what's ASCA? And this is a long, this is, you know, probably 15, 16 years ago. And so I'm I'm like, what? What's ASCA? You know, data? You know, no, I was a guidance counselor. So by having her in working with me, she was getting her, she was teaching me and she helped me in the trajectory of my profession. I have to think, yeah. How far we've come, how far we've come, which is another podcast that we want to do at some point. We talked to Russ Sabella when, um, I hate to brag, you know, I hate to brag, but when we were having dinner with Russ. Oh, uh, I know. I had that fear of missing, I had FOMO big time. I saw those photos. All of you were having a great time, but but that made me so happy too. I was wishing that you all were there, but, uh, you know, just him talking about the history of ASCA and at the very beginnings. And and I'm like, I'm like, wow, we've come so far. So it really is exciting and I would yeah. love to delve into that and that you know write down Laura write it down history of Asheville. Yeah. yeah and yeah and I think also we need coursework for supervisors so one of the mm-hmm. um opportunities I'm looking at with the university where I'm working moving forward is offering a class on supervision for current school counselors who That's need great. want extra support and and uh, just support on how can I make yeah. the internship experience valuable. I don't even know of any PD that's just, is there PD? I've seen through ASCA um, okay. and maybe it's at the conferences and stuff that. Uh, can, yeah, I got you. That's great. Yeah. I think there, that would be a great, you know, there's a great opportunity. There's obviously. a need. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, think about what both of you are doing with, with Counselor Accents and your, your amazing Facebook group and this podcast. And then also think about the other work we do and we network with other counselors across the country with NCBA. And we kind of have like just built in PD anyway, because we hear what other schools and counselors are doing. Oh, I tell you. Getting that naturally, right? What would you say if I'm going to really, really put you on the spot here? Okay. Uh-oh. Because I know you and you love being on the spot. You're okay. Give it. If I said, give me three mistakes that you see interns make. That's a hard one because we've talked about mistakes and it's okay yeah. to make mistakes. But I could just hear interns if we could prevent that. You know, are they thinking what 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 would three things that you think would be mistakes that you see interns make? 
I, I think, I guess unwillingness to take a risk. And if that risk means, and I don't know if it's, I think it's part of the development, but I think, you know, finding comfort by not stepping out of their comfort zone. Like, yeah, a mistake would be not stepping out of your comfort zone. So if that comfort zone is approaching maybe a teacher to ask about a student, that can be, that could be an intimidating thing. I know I, I had an intern who had to approach a teacher who had a very um, sort of cold demeanor. And she was really worried about asking him a certain question about a student. Um, but she, you have to break through that. So, so stepping out of the comfort zone. That's good. Um, asking questions. And again, stepping out of the comfort zone just by, you know, maybe it's atten attending an evening activity, the theater or the volleyball game, or, um, you know, helping, helping any of the um, administrative staff with just some administrators, because that's part, those are our stakeholders as well. Yes. So no, everyone is that school community. It's not just the counseling office working in isolation. It's everyone that works together in that, in that community. So I think that number one um, or number two, so it's comfort one, comfort zone, number one, number two, we, we got to laugh. We have to find humor, right? Yeah. And I want to ask you too, how did you get so, to be so funny? But that's like a question. Like <laughs> We were always funny, like since birth, like growing up. We were, anyway. born, we were born here. We were oh, born. born. <laughs> <laughs> and how did you find each other? But anyway, that's a, I'm reversing the question. But I think finding humor in the small things that happen in our day and telling and sharing and being vulnerable, I think is the third. It's okay to be vulnerable. So for instance, this morning, can I tell you something that would be something I would tell my students and colleagues if I were to go into school tomorrow. This morning, we went to play pickleball. And it was the first time, one of the first times we've ever played. Have you ever, any of you ever played pickleball? Do you know what it is? Oh. It's like a combination of tennis and ping pong. Okay. Like, okay. Like it's like ping pong with bigger, we're newbies at it. We were with another couple. We were at these courts nearby. There are some people who are really competitive pickleball players. So we were, we weren't keeping score correctly. We were just like, it was the ball. Yeah. You know. So then someone's like, Ooh, look at, they said non pickleball warning alert, alert, non pickleball players. I'm like we're new, we're new to this. So, you know, sharing stories of vulnerability of, you know, making yourself human with your students with your teachers, with your parents. Oh, that's good. Developing the connection. And I think maybe that's like the third or fourth thing is I think it's just really important to try to find a way to connect and don't be afraid. Don't feel like you have to have all the answers because we, the answers do come from, we want them to come from the student or the parent anyway. We sometimes I think are looked upon to have the answers. And we have to know to turn that table and let the student or the parent or the teacher come up with the answers, the, the solutions to the issue at hand. So I, I went beyond the three. I no, that is that's so good. <laughs> I can't <Yeah>. count. <laughs> we love Leas. We love Leas. So that, that's, 
That's really good. I want to add for just what I sometimes have seen will take you down a um, a road you don't want to go down is, and this has not been with school counselors, it's been more with student teachers, but uh, not willing to um, just not willing to work, not willing um, to, yeah, like would, you know, stand by, uh, stand by a student may have had an accident, spilt the milk or whatever in the cafeteria. Yeah. I'm telling you, there are people watching to see yes. if you think that's your job. And yes. we look at that and we talk about that. You may not know that, but we're oh. looking at that student teacher to see if you're willing to do what it takes. Go ahead. If you if you see a, a wrapper on the floor in the hallway, are you picking it up? Or yeah, are you waiting good. for someone yeah. else? Yeah. And I think, and you brought up another really good point that don't make, I mean, hopefully interns would always go to their site supervisor if they're ever in a sticky situation, but beginning counselors, veteran counselors, don't make difficult decisions in isolation. Make Absolutely. sure you always yeah. reach out and find your colleague friend to hash things out. Wait 24 hours if it's an emotional issue, but if it's a crisis or a safety issue, don't go home at the end of the day. If there's something weighing on you, you just need to pick up the phone and call someone or call your principal or call your supervisor because there's there's a lot of, you know, these are people that are, you know, we want to keep students safe and families safe. And if there's this, there are really difficult situations that come up and we want to make sure our counselors, our school counselors are protected also and mm -hmm. that they know they have the training to don't make decisions in isolation. You have the support of others to help with difficult situations. So there's, it's a big responsibility being a school counselor. And it's also a super fun job. <laughs> right there's a lot of energy that comes with yeah. the profession and creativity yeah. and opportunities to just develop your your brand right yeah Bro to develop that program I mean it's more than it, it's more than just yourself you're developing a whole program and yeah. and it may be with just a few other coaches counselors that may be by yourself, but you're absolutely right. You've given the freedom to develop that program. Yeah. And um, so it is, it is, it is a very rewarding job. Well, I have a couple of more questions from okay. some of our listeners. Um, let's talk about our counselors. You know, we're in this place where some schools are in person, some schools are virtual, some schools start out in person and then go virtual. So we have a couple of interns who only have virtual experience yeah. and they're concerned about securing a job having only worked virtually. So what would mm -hmm. you say to those counselors? That has, I mean, there's my, I have two nieces and one is currently a school counselor in Portland, Oregon, and one is a graduate student in school counseling in San Diego and her, her internship last year she was in New Jersey and her internship was in California yeah. through Zoom. Yeah. And um but to say it's don't worry students if that's been your experience you've had to develop some skills that 
are going to carry you through even when we are all back maybe to normal or the way things work, but you also have developed and things may not go back to the way things were. And maybe that's, it's better if they don't, you know, maybe there's opportunities to reach other students who are, maybe they're homebound. They can't get to school for whatever reason, not just pandemic, just other reasons. Now, you know, these students who work through Zoom, they've developed their communication skills beyond what a veteran counselor who's only been face-to-face has done. Mm -hmm. And and everyone has been in that situation. Um, I think we forget. Sometimes we feel like, oh, am I the only one that's been in this Zoom world? And that's when I was on campus in person, just not only my, the joy I felt was seeing people outside of a Zoom screen, like their full length, you know, bodies, but then seeing each other too, like, oh my gosh, that's who you are. You're that person, you know, you're, you're it was shorter, just so, you're taller, you're, yeah. you know, I have no idea. That's me. I know, like, I'm really, you know, eight foot two right now. Like you wouldn't know that, right? <laughs> that would be Laura. When you see her, you will be looking at. So many people at ASCA say, I had no idea you were so tall. and I really don't either I forget that I'm so tall so and the thing that I like about that I've liked about zoom with teaching my students is that I've been on that equal platform we're all in the we're all together you know I'm not sitting at the front of the classroom and you know that's good good. but um I think don't worry they they've had to develop the communication skills to be um to get their messaging across they, you know, I, I know you both so well, I feel, and I have never met you in person, right? That's so strange, isn't and it? So I know. Yeah, you're right. And, and so I, it can, you can develop relationships with yeah. others in this yeah. platform. And you just like um, Jane Goodall, who works, she did some work with, you know, obviously chimpanzees and reading facial expressions and how we as humans have adapted and we're adapting and changing. She did a talk with NC Wade a while ago. We've had to adapt. We have adapted to reading facial cues and tone of voice or watching the body language just on a zoom screen. So yeah, students don't worry. You're, you're, you've got it. And when we do go back in person, they, you know, when they go for their first interview, they'll say, I can adapt. I know I can, because I did. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That is good. What's the best way for them to secure an internship site? Some of them have asked, Do they need to send out resumes? Do they need to go through an interview process? How would you recommend they get the best internship site? Okay. Yeah. So I would say definitely they want to have their resume built out. So they should, you know, um, you know, Laura and Kim, I definitely would receive so many emails at my school site. And I, I, the, the email would be the initial contact saying, this is who I am. This is what I'm where I attend school. I'm interested in this kind of at your school because I see do their research, find out a little bit more about the school site, mm-hmm. try to make that first initial email just like a job, you know, personal to the school and what they um, hope to have as a structure for their internship experience, whether it's you know six weeks straight, eight hour days, whatever it is, and attach their resume. Um, 
it is, it can be hard, but I also know that there are schools that are looking for interns because they need the help. Um, if they have any connections within a school or school district, definitely take advantage of that. Okay. If, if I am an intern and Laura, I want to work in your school and I know, and I know Kim, I'm like, Kim, will you let Laura know that I'm interested in, you know, the connect networking and connections definitely help. But if, and also every school is going to have a different feel and making sure yeah. they understand what the culture and climate of a school is to make sure it's the right fit also. Good. Hopefully, hopefully the interns have had practical experience where they had field work where they were doing observations prior. So they maybe have developed some connections already. Um, getting involved with their state organization, their, you know, the state school counseling program is a great way to also get connected as a grad student to then develop internship and then develop hopefully that first job later on. So wow, so good. I've learned so much. I do. Okay. I've got to go get me an intern. Well, can you you don't know, round me up an intern? <laughs> go get me an intern. Go get me an intern. Can you get me somebody from Vermont? No, yeah. no. I'm holding on to them. But I do know of a great maple syrup place I discovered. So I get ready. Um, it's called Wyckoff Maple Syrup. But they do their maple sugaring. So get oh. ready for maple sugar season, which is in the spring. Well, oh, here we come. Here wait. we come. Yeah. What other questions did your interns have? Any others? Okay. Do you have time for one more? Yes. Our intern. Okay. Or from an intern. She wanted to know, this is kind of going into now the job search, but as you finish up your internship, what do you need to prepare for interviews, your portfolio? Okay. Yeah. So one of the things, and I'm sure every state and university is, but it's it's that portfolio to get the licensure. So in Vermont, these students are working on their Vermont licensure portfolio while they're doing internships. So they're and I'm, you know, I'm preparing them like they, they're going to be doing a classroom lesson or a group lesson at some point. They want to get ready to practice getting videotaped in front of a class, have a friend with their phone do a few runs. It might not go well the first time. Getting their evidence, not just for their portfolio, but that's something that they can bring to an internship. I'm sorry, to a first um, job interview where they say, this is, these are the kinds of activities I initiated or developed or was part of while I was an intern. And, you know, interns get on committees, sit in on teams, um, RTI teams or SIT teams, student intervention teams, take notes, come up with some ideas of what would I do if I was the school counselor in this situation. So that is part of the portfolio that goes with getting the licensure anyway. So yes, students, you'll have to submit your portfolio to your state, but guess what? All that evidence can also be materials to bring to a future interview. So it's not an isolation that actually will have a long lasting um, you know, impact. The other thing that I was mentioning to my students recently is the power of social media, right? Not just your podcast, but Instagram and Facebook and ask your schools, do they have an Instagram account? Or even if they don't or don't want to or whatever, 
follow other schools, other counseling departments on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter. Get some ideas of what other schools are doing across the country because that can just make the internship and then the first job even a more meaningful experience. Because I, you know, we like to borrow, steal, ask permission (laughs) from other ideas. And I I just thought there's a bulletin board idea or, you know, anything. Oh, and also ASCA has a great um, thread called Ask a Scene, where if you have a question or an issue, you can just post that and get some support. Yeah. Yeah. So that portfolio is not just for licensure for the state, but it's for something to, to bring to your first interview. I think I got my first counseling job because of my portfolio, because I plopped that sucker down on the table. And I think that's what got me my first job. Yeah. That's, they call it like that takeaway, you know, that you can leave it. And then now a lot of these portfolios are electronic. So maybe you do want to develop your own website, your own personal website, or maybe a blog or just something they can, because we know the power of social media. What does your LinkedIn look like? Do you yeah. have a LinkedIn? Maybe yeah. we don't use it as much in education or in school counseling, but it is a way to build out, you know, yeah. your, your resume. Yeah. So good. So wise. Oh, but how did you two get so funny? Oh. <laughs> how did you two first meet? That was, we met and this is funny. And, but this, okay. Let me say, Okay. We met through our job because we were both working for the same school system, but I am, I like to call it a closet funny. Like I am funny on the inside. So every time I meet people, they initially think that I am stuck up or like a snob, Mm -hmm. but really that's not true at all. And so Kim thought that I was like too cool for school, but really I'm just studying the room and I am observing all the funny and like, there's a party in my head. So Kim and I got put on the same, like kind of like committee type thing. And then we discovered that not only did we both believe in ASCA and believe in doing things the right way and stuff like that, but we also have that power to visualize scenarios and then relive them. And like, we could tell, we could tell a story right now that happened three years ago and still laugh just as hard. Oh yeah. Person. I, I've been part of that. Yes, you I have. That. <laughs> it did not get on to us, and, but, but really was in a very sweet way. Like, what are you two laughing about at this point? <laughs> That was so much fun. I was like crying because I knew there was something. Yeah, that's cool. Hey, something else. I mean, I'd love to read. I I hope. I mean, I know you both do as well. But there was a book that I picked up, and I always sit. I just have things sitting around. And have you heard of this one called "Humor (gasps) Seriously"? Why humor is a secret weapon in business and in life, and it's co-authored by two women. One, Dr. Um, Jennifer Aker, is Stanford Graduate School Business. Uh, Naomi Bagdonis, she's lecturer at Stanford Business. Um, So these are co-authored, and just the importance of humor in our workplace, and that's you know school school counseling. 
rewarding, stressful, demanding, and it can be a whole lot of fun. And you want to get your tribe, build your, get your people around you that make you laugh. Yeah. And once yeah. and like when I saw Nancy and Doris, we were laughing again uh-huh. at all the yeah. situations that happen. And we need that because it's, just, it's, it's the best. Really, it's like our to yeah. your friends and, and to yes. laugh with, with your friends like you did with your mentors. It's yeah. just a great coping skill. It's our coping yeah. skill for sure. <laughs> yeah, it's a great coping skill. So Make a good um, yeah, we, we encourage laughter. So we will have to get that book, Laura. Yes. Yeah. I'll send it to you. To read. No, we'll reread all the time. Goodness gracious. You're so sweet, Maureen. I'll send <laughs> no. it to you. Gosh, I'm going to be feeling like Maureen. Um, well, well, thank you. Any so other much. questions for us? No, I don't think so. But thank you so much for inviting she me to the She has a great podcast. Yes, tell yeah, us about my, your podcast. So yeah. Maggie, my daughter Maggie and I started a podcast a few years ago, and it's called What's Your Take? And it's a mother-daughter duo. And I honestly thought I was going to get fired at one point because she's like, mom, mom, what are we going to do in the next episode? You know, like you two are super organized. And, oh. like, you know, <laughs> and my daughter was like, mom. Anyway, I'm like, so uh, don't fire me. <laughs> but anyway, I love it. So she, she is the driver of the podcast. And I, I give her really the credit. I'm like the accommodating sidekick. But we talk about kind of me, Laura. all things, <laughs> yeah, all things, whatever's going on. So she, Maggie is talking about, I'm so proud of her. She's actually in New York city. Now she found her roommate through social media. She found her jobs. She's, she does social media marketing. She works with a few different companies and um, she's in this fashion photography, social media world. And, and she loves the podcast and I'll tell her I want this one. She'll be like, Hey, but um, she, yeah. So we have fun doing that. And, you know, she posts, um, you know, questions on Instagram, like listen to our latest podcast. And what do you think? Like, what's the way that maybe you cope or just whatever topic it is, but it's that generational, you know, like what's my take, what's her take. And that's great. I am yeah. so good. I'm going to have to figure it out because she's in New York and um, living the New York city life that you do when you're 25 years old. Right. <laughs> Her bedroom is the size of this Zoom screen, literally. Oh. Like, you know. <laughs> I'm super, I'm super proud of her. So yeah. That's awesome. That's well, you fun. just it sounds like you've got a lot of things going. I know you've got a lot of yeah. things going. Yeah. Yes, we uh, do. Yeah. So you have got good. a lot of things. Yeah. Keeps good. us keeps us going, keeps us young. Well, thank you so Absolutely. much for having me. It's thank so great you. to see you too again. Yeah. I know this will be very helpful. And uh, anything we can ever do for you, let us know because you're one of our favorite people. Seriously, we just admire you and respect you so much. Thank you so much. You're so sweet. Thank you you so much. Oh, you're the best. I love her. Is she not the best? She is the best. She really is the sweet. I cannot imagine having her. As your, you know, I know. I imagine how sweet she is with us. She's so patient with us. Like she's so great. Did you say patient? I did. That is exactly the word. 
She just thinks we're, and she likes, I mean, she, or, you know, at least she, she gets like, us. She gets it. Get us. No way we could have stopped laughing that one day that we should have gotten in trouble. There was have been big trouble. I guess I know people out here listening have been in those situations where you really do not need to laugh. Do not laugh because this is not an appropriate time to laugh. And but you that cannot. Makes it worse. Everybody's been there yeah. where you're like, you know, you're just starting to sweat a little bit because you're like, I've got to laugh. This is so funny. And then if somebody had offered me $5 million that day to stop laughing. I could not I would have still laughed. I couldn't have <laughs> it's just the fall out where you're falling out. Yeah. Laughing. You cannot help it. So that was, and those are the best. I mean, they're the worst because you're so you feel, you're trying so hard and you're mm-hmm. starting to get that panicky, sweaty feeling, but you cannot help it. You're still laughing. Yeah. So Laura, tell me, uh, what have you been doing during your couple of days off this long weekend? Well, you know, we got passes last year to Dollywood. Jolene, 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 Jolene. Gosh, you sound just like her. I thought that I did. And um, I know they're Dolly songs too. That's not just, that's the one most familiar. Yeah. So we try, we, we go up there every chance we get. And so we went up there and I would like to tell you a story about what happened our last trip up there. Please tell me. Okay. So we stayed at a hotel with a fantastic pool and I've got two girls. So was it the Dolly hotel? Was it the Dolly hotel? We stayed there this time. Okay. This is not where we stayed last time, but the Dolly hotel is just the best ever. But anyway. So whatever hotel we stayed at last time had a great pool with a slide and my Victoria Bell, my seven-year-old, she wanted to swim, but my little one wanted to stay at Dollywood and ride rides. So I had told my Victoria Bell, I said, when we get finished riding rides, we'll go swim. So Victoria Bell, we're standing in line and she all of a sudden says she's sick at her stomach. But I was like, uh-uh, I am not going to be manipulated. Uh-uh, we are not. Oh, I've seen that. I've <laughs> seen that parental will not be manipulated by my child. Look yeah. before. We're not going back to the hotel. Just you think you can claim a sick day and go back to the hotel and swim. Uh-uh, we're not doing it. So I made her ride that ride. And oh, then boy. I made her ride it again and ride it again. So <laughs> <laughs> we are walking down the little pathway and I see her not she's not looking right and she says to me mom I think I'm about to throw up well when she says that I know I have a five second window to get her somewhere over a garbage can Mm -hmm. yes well there is no garbage can there is nothing but this Dollywood stream where kids are playing in the stream and I could not do it there so I take her and twist her around and just in the nick of time she throws up in the flower bed Oh, I mean, it's bad. And I won't go into detail about how bad it is, but I'm holding her. Imagine me holding her over this fence. She is. Enough. All I'm going to say, I look up and there is a couple taking like engagement pictures. (laughs) (laughs) So now forever, if they look close enough, they will see. Throwing up. Throwing throwing up. And, and they'll see my face, like, because when I finally realized it, I looked up, I'm like, shock. <laughs> so if you have that picture, if that's you out there listening and you have that picture, please tag us we in apologize. it because that's the best. 
Oh my goodness. And I, I know you felt like the worst mother. I in felt the world. awful. Yes. Turns out she wasn't just wanting to go back to the hotel and swim. Turns out she really she had a virus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, whoops. Whoopsie. Missed that one. Yeah. Well, I have no story. Okay. Because I didn't get to go to Dollywood. Um, okay. Sorry. So I did ride my golf cart down the little road here to go to the community parade, which was precious. The little community parade is so sweet. You got the band and you got the ball team and they drive by and you wave. It lasts uh-huh. 10 seconds. You get lots of candy. And so it was, it was that kind of stuff always just makes me feel really good in my heart. That is, that's like all American and just, it It was just really, really sweet. Yeah. It's like a country song ought to be made from that scenario. Yes. 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 So it was really funny. You know, we've got a medically fragile child, so I have to be really careful. Please hear my heart. When I say, I don't get to go to Dollywood. I hear you. I knew exactly (laughs) what you were saying. But I I want you to go and have a good time and then talk to me about it. I just live vicariously through you. But this was something we could get out and do all of us and see everybody. And it was just a lot of, you know, because it was outdoors and a beautiful day. So it was really good. It was really good. And right now I've got ribs on the Barbie. I don't know what that means. I have no idea what that means. Was that Australian sounding? I think. Ribs on the Bobby. Yeah. And some hamburgers and ribs and all that kind of stuff. So well, I'll be over in about 15 minutes. Okay. Wrap this thing up. Cause I just okay. thought of ribs. Um, you can join us on Facebook, jo- um, join our Facebook group, counselor accents group. You can find us on Instagram at counselor accents. And, um, is there anything else we have? You can like, and subscribe to our podcast. What we'd really like for you to do is rate and review us because that's how other people find our podcast. Oh, and you can join our first 20 days. It is a self-paced independent course that takes you through all of the things, uh, whether it's your first year or your 21st year, we say that the first 20 days is the perfect way to make sure you feel organized and prepared for the upcoming year. Well said, my friend. <laughs>